fucking listening to the Claim the Throne Blodgecast with Cabba and Ash. <laughs> <sighs> you stinky, greasy, smelly, dirty, <laughs> boiling little man. How are you going? I think I'm well. I think I'm, I'm pretty good. Happy to be blodging again. It's been a real long time. Mm. Uh, as we were just discussing off air and cold, have pretty much done nothing musically related or artsy or creative or anything in some time. So it'd be good to shoot the shit on here and hopefully find some sort of inspiration and plan going forward. How about your greasy, droopy, little, <laughs> boiling, saggy little, little man? I uh, did, did play guitar. I've been playing a bit of guitar recently. Yeah. Mostly acoustic because it's there. Uh, had so Roy like credence over. and stuff like that. Yeah. E chord, C yeah. chord, cool. B chord, D chord. <laughs> J chord. F chord. <laughs> Discord. Discord. X discord. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Had Roy over the other like Tuesday a week ago. Maybe whatever that means. At some stage in my life, Roy came over and also arrived, and we like had planned a full day of writing. About three o'clock in the afternoon, we plugged in guitars, played for all of forty-five minutes, and then did something else. But yeah, enough there to build some new songs off. So sounds like the perfect uh, replacement for Jim in the band. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, fucking, that's about it, really. Yeah. Oh, well, actually, no, I did that nine-foot recording the other oh, week, yeah. too. Yeah. So, that was a drum session, which went pretty good, down at Old Vision Studios in the live room. What a place, man. Killerest, yeah. killer-est deal in town. Mm-hmm. Tell you what, I don't know what, if this is the actual day rate or not, but for the studio to draw hire it, so that means you have to have someone who knows what they're doing in there. It's got like Pro Tools HD rig and a bunch of mics and pre's and all this bullshit. I think it's like maybe two hundred or two fifty or something. Very cheap, man. Very cheap. Would recommend if you don't have a gear. Otherwise, you get someone along the lines of myself or Al Smith. I know um, Dan Granger's in not in the live room, but he's down at Vision a lot doing recordings. He was there. Man, those rooms are cheap. The live room in particular, I think, sounds really good. 95 bucks a day. Come on. Mm. Pretty awesome. So, yeah, we did a did a setup. Little portable fucking rig I've got. I think 11 mics. It's typical overheads. Kick, snare top and bottom. Three toms. And then dirt mic over the kick. And then how, three how room that mics. Sounds. Sick, man. Real cool. Real cool. I didn't, like, because it was a bit of a, like, full-on setup, um, I didn't really experiment too hard with it, but originally I I had it in one position and it was just distorted as piss. Obviously, it's a distortion mic, but it was getting a lot of cymbal, so I moved it and actually lowered the distortion and what I got was this really, like, sort of aggressive, bitey kick and snare with, like, barely any cymbals. It was really surprising, actually. So yeah, that was that was quite cool. And then um yeah, Vision's got a grand piano in there now. So I stuck a mic under there. That sounded wicked. And then I did two room mics sort of in between, sort of like I guess mid, not far, not close. 
and I did a, a ribbon that nulled out the kit and I did a 58, probably this very one I'm speaking on, about nine feet from the kit, <laughs> um, facing the kick and snare. And yeah, listening back, it's all, it all sounds pretty fucking cool, man. Real happy. So yeah, keen for us to get in there and do the same. Mm. Yeah, definitely keen on that too. Might still be a bit, but we'll get there. Mm. Mm. So what is the next step for that recording? Uh, this Friday coming, when it also arrives, we'll go in and do Paulie. I think they've tracked bass. Him and Wilson have tracked bass like in a day or two uh, between visits to the Northbridge Pube. And then DIs. So then we're going to go in and reamp and do vocals next weekend. Mm-hmm. So it might be they're a bit worried about running out of time. I'm not. You DI, you dial in a good guitar tone, throw up a few mics and you press basically play mm. and do nothing for 20 minutes while it runs the whole album. Then, you know, change tone or do whatever you do, run the second DI through it and uh, we'll probably DI, uh, sorry, reamp bass at the same time just for shits and giggles. And um, yeah, don't don't quite know, but I'm thinking... We might do the first reamp and then do some vocals. Just have a setup there ready to roll for Smitty. Do a bit of vocals, then give him a break while we reamp the second track. Um, I don't think he needs, well, he may do, but I don't think he's going to need full, you know, stereo guitars to track Vox to. Like, I think a mono guitar, just a nice little mix in there will be good for him. Mm-hmm. I've got a half drum mix going just for this purpose as well. So, yeah, I think it'll go down pretty quickly. Um, and then, yeah, the next day, hopefully that first day we're done all our guitar shit and the next day we can just do vocals and gang vocals. So mm-hmm. Gang bang vocals. Mm, indeed. Mint. Looking forward to uh, to hearing all that when it's mm. June. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. How's uh, Spherical Blue tracking? Uh, yeah, I guess pretty good heard from anyone about it or uh been a lot of interest from surrey hills spotify listeners victoria yeah 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 with an e Mm. um yeah man i guess i guess it's going better than anything else that i've personally released before um including the dust that sprays from my (laughs) droopy little boiling stinking carved out little cock (laughs) um yeah everyone who's listened to it at least what they've said to me seems to enjoy it. Have you, like, does it feel like a distant memory already? Yeah, uh, in a way, for sure. Yeah, it does. And so that 45 minutes of writing with Roy, do you reckon that will pump out and also produce any more music Definitely. going forward? Yeah. So I guess um, going forward with that, Owen has written pretty much a whole song, mm. which is, I think, sounding, I would, Percentage-wise, give it an 85% done. Mm. Um, yeah, just like, you know, that time where you've got a, a song just like jam-packed with riffs and stuff. I think he's just tightening some transitions and figuring out where some vocals will go. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. It's awesome to have him write a song so I don't have to do it. Mm. And I've got one that's probably about the same, maybe 90% done. Um 
which has just been sitting around in the bank for fucking ages. And this thing of Roy's, like it's just a couple of riffs, but I noticed that a kind of the sh- chord shapes and stuff like that and the phrasing sounds a little bit similar to something I'd written a while back from the archives. So I like transposed my shit into his key and then went, oh, fuck, that actually works. So I reckon we'll call that 40% done. Yeah. But yeah, I can see that being a song pretty quickly. So yeah, I would say that's about almost 20 minutes of music. I think we're aiming for 30 minutes of music. Cool, huge. Yeah, huge. So <coughs> yeah, that's Very it. Good. And s- since you've taken over the role of banter specialist, um, <laughs> you brought to my attention a few weeks back about um, oh. streaming earnings yeah, yeah. increasing. Yeah, I was play. looking up, because um, I was doing some maths, trying to figure out how many streams we'd need to pay back the DistroKid thing, and then how many we'd need on top of that in order for me to just permanently put it mm. where it is and not ever have to pay another fee, which isn't too, I'm not too worried about it yet, because I know we're going to release something else um, pretty soon in the next 12 months, so it'll be worthwhile. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I was looking up streaming rates and I noticed that I think Spotify might have increased a little bit to like 0.6 of an Australian cent per play and Apple Music has pretty much cracked one cent per stream. That is actually very large. It's fucking big, hey, because every... I think the way it works in my brain anyway, it's probably all relative, but you know like stocks? You know if you buy Telstra shares or something like that, what the fuck do I have my shoes on for, eh? Tosser. You're right. Human muscle, baby. Oh, mate. <laughs> um, yeah, I think like with Telstra shares or whatever, when they cuned out and you buy them for under... It's like if you get them for under $10 or something like that or under a dollar, when they break that whatever threshold it is, it just seems like it just rakes in that extra percentages i don't know i yeah. don't really know what i'm trying to say here but it seems like that one cent is that magic limit with mm. streaming like yeah okay so it's it's almost 50 percent more than a spotify stream um they don't have a free tier and there's a lot of reasons probably why it's higher um well i've having an iphone but not being an apple music subscriber um i've been getting lately i've noticed a few notifications on my phone trying to get me to sign up to free monthly trials and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So maybe they're pushing it a bit harder. Yeah, maybe. They also got got rid of or are getting rid of iTunes. Yeah. So you can no longer buy. Yeah. Which is kind of dumb. It's like a proprietary buy. So it's kind of like audible.com with the books. Mm. So if Audible go down the tube, which they won't, well, I don't think they will, all your whole library of books are just gone. Yeah. Unless you've fucking illegally pirated them yourself on a fucking focus right into Reaper. Same as Bandcamp, I guess. Same as Bandcamp. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it is I agree it's a weird concept. This is where I think subscriptions work well, because it's I think a weird concept to buy something that's not yours forever. As opposed to streaming where yeah, okay, nothing, you own nothing on there, but you can stream anything at any time. 
Whereas like in iTunes and Bandcamp, you've got a fixed library of what you've purchased. So iTunes, you spend $10 to download an album. And you can only listen to it through you the iTunes You cannot get app. the MP3 files and put them on a hard drive or something. No. That is fucked up, eh? Yeah, I mean, I get it. And it probably started because the iPod was a proprietary thing. And so, yeah, you just sync your iPod and then it's downloaded to that device. And technically, if iTunes went down the shitter and you had had like a physical iPod as opposed to a phone and it was synced to your library, it'd probably be fine. Mm. Or if your phone was offline, which it never will be. So if it disappeared, it would likely disappear because it has to stream it from a server. So it's all a bit weird. But yeah, Bandcamp, obviously, you can download full quality. I think you can download WAV as well. Yep. So yep. Um, yeah, you could hoard it. But at the same time, I'm doing all this shit around the house and after I clean it up, I'm also cutting down a lot of crap around the house. Yeah. And I don't want hard drives, just media servers piling up around my house. Yeah, I think the whole, you know, the less shit you've got in your house, the better. And also the less items you've got around the house, the better. Yeah. Digital is quite the same, to be honest. I'm sick of my fucking computer running out of space Me and that. Too. And if I can keep things on a cloud-based app of whatever mm. type, then cool. Preferable. Yeah, yeah for sure. Mm. It is fucking annoying. Like, it's almost good that a computer craps itself after a while, so it forces you to yeah. figure out what's important, back it up, and then move on. But yeah, man, I'm the same. I've got obviously my internal drive and two hard drives. I've got backup drives and stuff like that as well, but I never really. That's every so often I'll pull them out, and also, mm. but um, yeah, I'm about ready for a new computer. And the newer ones are coming out with smaller and smaller internal drives on them. But I think that's probably because the cloud is facilitating, you know, what have you got terabytes of shit for? If if you've got that much shit that you've got a media server in your house that sends <laughs> films to any room or whatever, mm. then you've probably got an external RAID or something that acts as that server. So why would you need it in your computer? Like files are getting so big now that yeah. look, your computer just needs to run itself Hard to even find a laptop with a built-in CD player and a mm. USB input these days. Yeah, yeah. We um, I was presented a fucking DVD yesterday. I got in that very bag. And I thought, fucking hell, I've only got one thing in this house I can even read that with. Mm. You know, we've given away our DVD player. Never use it. Like Signy Season 7, of course. Yeah. But fuck, I'll just download that if I have to. Um, where from? Undisclosed. Mm. Just wherever. The internet. Do you have a VPN? Nah. Mm. I typically don't download shit. Mm. Netty, sure. But I'm probably I can tell you the last time I've downloaded anything, eh? I'm Years. probably going to piss Netty off as well. Mm. Um. And just look, if I want to watch something, I'll get on SBS iView or whatever it is, stream ABC dot shithole or whatever. Because, pff, I don't know. Mm. The end of that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. Interesting. But on fucking Bandcamp, you notice the new um, vinyl... Pre-ordering oh, service. Yeah. 
which you have first time I'd heard of it. Yeah, just the link that you sent me, which was pretty <clears> cool. <throat> I think, yeah, I had a few questions out of it that it didn't quite cover. Um, yeah, it didn't. But it, it was, was just like, we're doing this. Yeah. Seems like a Kickstarter for vinyl, right? Yeah, essentially. So, by all reports, vinyl is popular again. Mm-hmm. And I imagine... Yeah, a bit more demand for it these days, but most artists can't afford the initial outlay of getting the physical vinyls because they cost a fucking squillion and Mm, then mm. having to then on charge that price to your customers, there's a lower chance that they will even be willing to buy it when it costs that much. Um, So, yeah, I don't know if bands have been doing like Kickstarters and Patreons or whatever for vinyl releases, but... Definitely, kicks, I've seen Kickstarters for vinyl, yeah. Yeah, which makes sense. It's kind of the only practical way of really being able to do it short of doing a similar thing to what we did with um, a seven-inch with a couple of select songs off an album. Mm. But to do, yeah, full full album on vinyl, which may or may not be over one disc even. Um, for no risk. Yeah, it seems the only way to do that would be to... Yeah, through like a fulfillment thing, or mm. yeah, because the the key is, I think there's Al showed me one a while ago called Q Rates, Q R A T E S, maybe dot com. But if you search that, you'd find it. Similar idea, mm. hard to like a little bit lacking in information, and the mm. reason for that is probably because it's a physical format. It's got limitations. Claim the Throne songs are typically fucking five six minutes or something like that, whereas Nine for Super Soldier songs are a minute or something. So when you say, yeah, yeah, um, here's a price for this many songs, you know what I mean? It's hard to nail down what you're actually going to need. Same with art as well. Like do you need black and white versus like um, CMYK or whatever it is, CM whatever, Um, full colour, four colour fucking shit or whatever. So... Yeah, there's a lot of tailoring that you'd need to do and I think that's why these things are a little bit starved for information because you'd need a quoting process, I'd say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there, it definitely exists already out there but it is nice with Bandcamp. It's a smart idea to buy Bandcamp because I reckon Bandcamp is going to be a way of the past soon enough unless that social element of Bandcamp is really strong. I think people are going to not, no one wants to buy MP3s and store them on their drives. You know, there's a few people like that, but I think they're like, that's us, the fucking dinosaur era still who kind of think about MP3 as something physical and tangible. Yeah. Just fucking ones and zeros and you can pull it off a cloud. You can pull it off your droopy little stinky (laughs) boiling cock. But whereas with vinyl, it is, yeah, it's a bit of a popular thing. I've never sold any physical items on Bandcamp. I haven't used it for that, um, really. But I guess people mm. buy shit off there. Yeah, yeah. I bought vinyl off Bandcamp. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, Bellacor and Bane even, I think. Or they did that, the CDs. I'm pretty Something. sure Bane 7-inch and also vinyl was the mm-hmm. first thing I ever bought off Bandcamp. Yeah. So, yeah, I just wonder... So, you'd have to have a little campaign-y thing set up on there saying yeah. we want to produce this album in on vinyl mm. but in order for us to print it we're going to need confirmation that at least 30 people will buy it mm. or whatever mm-hmm. so i don't know what that magic number 
is going to be. Again, might depend on the size of your vinyl and how the length of your songs and the length of your saggy, oily, boiling little cock. <laughs> um, yeah, so that'll be interesting. <laughs> Something to keep an eye on. And uh, yeah. we may or may not give it a go. But I guess still you'd have to, depending how big that number is, if you need, you know, 50 pre-sales or something, you'd have mm. to you'd have to promo it pretty hard. Like a band like Bellacore could just do that and yeah. smash it. A band like Claim the Throne, it seems quite doable for us, I reckon, if the number was 50. If the number was like 100 maybe, mm. I think we'd start, we'd need to really do a fucking campaign. Yeah. The... the I wouldn't say this is an issue, but remember when Kickstarter first cumed and also arrived, a lot of bands just said, oh, we're doing an EP. We need $5,000 or something like that. And, you know, we'd rip the piss out of all these shit bands who are asking for money or something like that, including ourselves. Mm. And, um, yeah, it was like an oversaturation of the Kickstarter model for bands. Um and so people initially were like, yeah, I'll support this. And then they go, oh, now every single one of my bands I like is all doing it. As a consumer, I can't do it now. Like you're asking me now to fund your thing, but I just funded something yesterday. Whereas the old way, if you already had like a bunch of vinyl ready to go, it's like, well, I can't afford it now, but I'll do it in six months. But if the vinyl was never going to get made because you didn't have the coin at the time to support you. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. Yeah. So it's a little bit of a tricky thing because I can see Bandcamp like opening this and then fucking 10,000 bands jumping on it immediately. Mm. Yeah, perhaps. And then you've got bands like Convulsing who everyone was like, we fucking love this shit. Can you put it out on vinyl? And he's like, nah, not now. <laughs> it's too expensive. I can't do it. And then he just kept getting hammered and hammered and hammered. And look, now they've got, I think, both of his albums on vinyl now. Yeah, right. Yeah, even Smitty bought one, actually, one of the newer ones. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think it's the same old thing where the novelty of kickstarting a vinyl won't be the deciding factor of whether you're going to get your thing fulfilled. It's interest in your band. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I, so. I reckon. Yeah. Anyway, you got keep fucking an eye on that pornography, eh? Tonight, yeah, um, yeah. What, what is this? Depravity, depravity. Playing last, uh, Crypt Crawler are using it as an album launch for their debut album, To the Grave, and Shoal of Abaddon opening up. So it's a bit of a death metally sort of night. Which is good for was a change. The last few have sort of had a, had a mixture of new metal acts and some rocky sort of stuff. Next month we've got Omnific from Victoria, so the first interstate band. And they have you heard Omnific? It's like three bass no. players or something. Oh, uh, no, um, but funny. Is that it's pretty cool? Pre trunk. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So next month will be a bit of a. Uh, yeah, proggy, sludgy combination of stuff. So, yeah, tonight will be more of your classic extreme Perth metal. So, it should be good. And Do people yeah. put on gigs in Perth anymore? It seems they like the do. only thing I know about is pornography. It's been interesting the last few months. We've had an increase in bands sort of hitting us up 
for their album launches or for you know, their um, pre-tour go-away show or stuff like that because I think mm. it probably becomes easier for a band to jump on a show that's like guaranteed 100 payers. Mm, it's yeah. a whole lot easier for them. They don't have to organise anything. They don't have to book anything. So there has been an increase in that, which maybe means there will be a decrease in people booking their own shit elsewhere. Mm. Don't know whether that's a healthy thing or not. Don't, don't know. know. Like, Is there like a... Do people play at Amps on like a Friday or a Saturday anymore? Friday, I guess, was the night. Yeah, there's... um. Like what other venues? You still got yeah, Stormrider tourings and that that are yeah, that have yeah, but there'll events. be like events once yeah. every blue moon, right? Once yeah. every no, quarter, maybe. Seen <coughs> bands just doing their own amp shows or anything. That's for sure. I don't know if that's a bit of a anti amplifier bar uh, phase going on. But it seemed like amps are sort of moving away from bands anyway. Yeah, seems that way. They've got mm. their bowling alleys installed now. And no shit. In, in the behind the bar of Amplifier Bar. I do not understand. Behind where they would usually do that second stage on the floor. Is that what so you that mean by behind? So that stage can still be there. The bar is still there. But if you look behind the bar, between somehow... Where the ATMs used to be. Somehow they've crammed it in and also fit it adjacent to the bar and the back of the stage in the amps room. There's what like two the or three lanes in there fuck? somehow. How? I don't know. I haven't seen it too up, up close to wow. start yet, but Yeah, so I don't know what the plan is there. There's still gigs at Civic and even Frio. There's still a lot of those um, tribute night gigs going mm. on, I've noticed. Mm. Um, Hornography, mm. the last one I went to, which was the... Whatever the fuck that was. The la- was it the last one? Was the all this filth city launch? Yeah. Might have been that. Was that the last one you did? That was the last one we did before that. I can't even remember. Yeah, I think to went I went to the two in a row. I think yeah. pretty sure. Yeah. Anyway, the last one I did notice, like fuck, I don't know fucking anyone here. Mm. Like I know you're handful of dudes that we know, but it was very interesting. Um because the one before we were going there to hang out with Jim. So it was like a hell crew of people we knew, but then yeah, this one after it was like reasonably packed. Um, and I left early ish, like ten thirty or something, but yeah, it's like wow, these it seems to be fostering a little nice little fucking scene there. Yeah. And I think I don't know, so if you're a band and you wanna play a gig before you go on tour, like, is it really worth the risk to try and book an amp show and hope that you're going to get 100 people and make heaps of money to put towards your flights? Or is it just easier and safer to jump on something that you're going to at least get a couple of bucks ahead and 100 payers and there's people there that will buy all your shit? Yeah. And you don't yeah. really have to waste your time doing too much promo because it's already taken care of. Sort of makes sense. And yeah. I don't know. I like the three band lineup thing when we can do that. I think that's kind of cool. I guess people come for the giveaways, DJ, all that stuff. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool, yeah, man. I don't know. Yeah, and the promo is pretty, it's just been like very Facebook based and um, and monthly email outs. We've got quite a people, few people signing up to the mail-outs now because we're 
doing like local metal news each month and stuff as well. So mm. it keeps people up That's to date cool. with what's going on in the scene and that. Uh, which is kind of cool. So they will hear about your elder flowers and your sphericals. Mm. Uh, yeah, the projector's kind of cool, I guess. Yeah, sweet. Yeah. Anyway, tonight it's crept up quite quickly. Still got a bit to do. Today you've got a bit of shit talking. Not about. too much. I just pumped out them. The it's backline too, eh? Yeah. Is I'll, there a backline kit or someone brings nah, a kit? Nah, we normally just tee up one band to bring Share. the kit. Yeah. We normally bring our guitar cabs and then tee up one band to bring a bass cab. Mm. So it's easy as piss. Yeah, that's sick, um, We do like all the guest lists and the worksheets and the fucking time printouts around the place and the loyalty card thing might encourage people to come a bit more. It's cheap as piss, really, $10 <laughs> entry, and you get every sixth visit free if you keep your card. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So. And, yeah, and the $6 cans and mm. the um, <clears throat> the long necks you can get there, pretty, yeah. pretty good. Happy with that. Yeah, that's good. So that should be fun. Yeah, but man. Yeah, that's pretty much all I've really been doing. Eh? I think between now and the next seven weeks before I go on a holiday for four weeks, just think I just need to get into the routine of um, just coming in here and playing guitar for an hour. Because mm. me and Ian were pretty close to having all those thrash songs ready to go and then we just both got sidetracked with life. Mm. And, um, yeah, so that kind of all went down the gurgler. So I think, yeah, as of next weekend, we'll start picking up some jams again. Yeah. Okay. And hopefully after sort of four, four jams would be pretty much ready to go ready to, to America go. for four weeks. Yeah. And then waste it all again. Yeah. Uh, but you know, that stuff's pretty important. If you said, oh no, I'm going to America, so I won't do anything until after then. Yeah. If you got in a solid four weeks now. I kind of feel Definitely the helps. same way with the old drumming thing because um, we had that little impromptu climbing a thorn jam to mm. fill a fucking That was really room. cool. That was cool, but it really showed me my limitations on the kit. Mm. So, yeah, playing that slower, um, more brooding music is still fine, easy. Yep. But, yeah, attempting to play anything fast again, God damn it. So mm-hmm. that had prompted me to reset up all my practice shit and... Yep. That's all ready to rock. Yeah. Just getting back in a routine. Routine is the killer because even, yeah, lately I guess like life's been real fucking hectic and we've had heaps of Fuck people yeah. over our house and just doing tons of shit. Mm. And so, I don't know, like when I'm in a good zone, if I get a spare half an hour, I'll be like, fuck yeah, guitar time and I'll just come straight in here and do it. But lately it's been like if I get half an hour, I'm just going to fucking sit Flog on the couch and... Oh. <laughs> droop my saggy boiling little cock out and do nothing for half an hour probably yeah. update my super coach team and then reverse trades a thousand times <laughs> fucking message Ned about um, the traders or something speaking of fucking Ned mm. back in Slate I think his list is almost done so I mean we're getting to that critical well, time only of halfway year, through the June. year yeah. yeah so you'll be away that'll be interesting yeah. so I guess we're going to have to like try and schedule a couple of eppies in here um, so we can at least stick to our one episode every three-month schedule we've got lifted up underneath our oily, disgusting, (laughs) boiling ball bags. (laughs) 
Um, yeah, yeah, that sounds good. We'll definitely do that. Update us, Ned, as soon as you hear this. Which will mean four weeks' time. Yeah, probably. Tim. Album of the week. Fuck, I'd have to have a listen. The, la- the last thing I was listening to on the way here was um, Houses of the Holy by Led Zeppelin. Mm. Um, but I don't think I've actually been cranking anything typically. Um, been, yeah, doing a lot of podge listening again lately. Smashing into them. I I will say one little thing I've been listening to is this six-figure home recording studio thing. Listened to it quite a while back. They they really come across and also arrive as like startup-y sounding guys. Their mm. their lingo's very um. They talk about CRMs and fucking um. What's it called? Up selling. I don't know. Fucking bullshit. <laughs> but one thing that I did find interesting is they said um in regards to like social media is that a lot of not mistakes, but a lot of things they're, they're talking about home studios, but I guess this applies pretty well to bands is bands or studios or people who just use social media just as a promo platform gets annoying. And I, I mean, that's a big reason I got off a lot of social medias because I just, Hey man, like you, the only interaction I'd have with people on there is telling me to go to their gig, and you'd have like invites, like a seven hundred invites to all gigs and and even birthday parties, and mm. it's like it seemed like normal people were promoting their fucking own own little lives and events. Yeah, right. Got too much. Um, but their suggestion is that if you're using social media as a, like a promotion platform, don't promote. The best thing you can do is talk about culture. It should be the culture of whatever it is you do. Mm. So, like, take, um, yeah, I guess take Claim a Throne or something. Like, yeah, the the things that are probably interesting for me to look at a band like that is, like, they're on tour. You know what I mean? Like, this is a photo of on stage or this is a photo of getting lunch or this is a photo in the studio or this is a photo of writing or some shit like that. Obviously, this is very Instagram-based as opposed to just gig posters yeah, this is coming up, guys. Big announcement dropping tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Prepare. So I thought that was interesting. Culture based rather than event based. I think we've always done that pretty well from a claim the throne angle. And if we're not doing anything, I don't just post shit just for the fuck of it. Yeah. Like our page has been very fucking quiet lately. Apart yeah, from been. when um, if we're putting out yeah new little side projects and stuff, they'll go up there, of course. Mm-hmm. But. <laughs> Yeah, I agree, Pickles, you fuckhead. (laughs) Yeah. I'm kind of looking forward to being on a holiday overseas and not having access to social media for four weeks. Well, because there's no internet in America? Well, well, I will be on a cruise for a week. There's no no internet. What cruise is that? Up to Canada, right? Alaska. Yeah, that's sick, dude. That's so sick. So I'm going to try and... Just switch off from all that shit and perhaps instead of picking up Twitter and checking Supercoach scores mm. and then picking up Facebook and seeing the latest Tempest Rising tour dates, Are you gonna maybe pick up a book or some shit. Yeah, that's that's part of the reason we fucked off the telly. Haven't read for a while. Got any books of the week that I should read? And when I do read, I'm always, I'll choose some fucking like businessy crap or something mm. or like inspirational or um what would you biography. like to i don't know something that is not real probably 
Yeah, okay. Just some good story. Ever read American Psycho? No. Want to borrow it? Yeah. It's pretty sickening. I've read a couple of uh, horrors and shit, I guess. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, all right. I used to not mind Stephen King until I started following him on Twitter. <laughs> That's a big mistake, eh? Fuck me. He Same just talks about him. Trump every fucking day. So like Devin unfollow. Townsend? Yeah. Just talks about being sad all the time? <laughs> it's like, man, not not good. Although people, I'm sure people love that shit. Yep. Stephen King talking about Trump. Mm. There's a lot of people like that. You like Twitter, you follow a fucking comedian or something like that, and they're like... Yeah, well, the last time you were in the Supreme Court, you fucking did a shit on the ground. You know, fucking (laughs) got anything funny to say? Or it'll be like a real, just a real biting comment about Trump's nose or something. You're like, (laughs) get some new material, you hack shit. (laughs) Anyway, album of the week, mate. Uh, American Psycho. Recently borrowed the talk off my um, (laughs) Pudge Mate Ash. Uh, I was listening to the new, well, apart from... 70s party anthems and 90s dance music and the odd power metal. Mm-hmm. Um, latest Drug album. Oh, yeah. I feel like every time we podcast, uh, they have a new album out. Yeah. <laughs> he has a new album out, but he seems to be quite hey, in... Is I it one, one dude, yeah. Is it? One Ukrainian guy. Oh, I didn't realise that. He's been smashing out um, music in the last few years. So I think he's in a pretty good zone by the way the music sounds. And okay. the latest one is real fucking aggressive, especially the vocals. And um, yes, I quite enjoy that. It's called something ridiculous like a few lines in ancient Ukrainian verses or some, some like hilarious title. Just pulling the piss out of himself or some shit? Nah, I'd probably very legit. He's probably a very serious guy. It's probably got something to do with... I won't even yeah. go there. Something droopy, saggy, and yeah. boiling. So that's been pretty good. I did listen to the new Managam as well, which... I finally did listen to that nah. single, I'm pretty sure. Not for me. Yeah. Not for yeah. me. The single I didn't mind, I, like, I kind of did get a bit excited about a couple of sections that sounded a bit like the Managam of brilliance old. of old Managam, but no, nah, as an album as a whole, I don't know. Yeah, I listened actually to the one after Habits Vargo recently, whatever that's called. And um, yeah, it's funny. It has moments of goodness, but that's, yeah. that was just a huge turning point, that album yeah. after. And it's mildly interesting. Yeah. Listened to a bit of Primordial recently, mm. like older Primordial. Listened to it, no Drudka, but I will definitely give that a fucking listen. Yeah. But like looking at these, usually this... Wall is a pretty good indicator of bands. Ah, oh, yes, I do have an album of the week. Cradle of Filth, Nymphetamine. <laughs> You've had that before, I'm no, sure. No, no, I'm no. sure I have not that album. What it would make like, you put that on? Uh, just cooking dinner the other day. Oh, I put on some music. What should I put on? I don't know, Cradle of Filth. I'm like, I'm not in the... I'm too hungover from fucking various events last week to put on Dusk and Her Embrace and just be screamed at for a few fucking hours. So I thought I'm going to pick like a quite a newer, more commercial sounding Cradle album. And there are one or two songs I always did like off that. But uh, yeah, listening to the album start to finish was like a good thing. Okay. Yeah. yeah but right. you just, you know, that album's been out for fucking 
13 years or something at this point, maybe more. And um, yeah, it was just a different mindset I was in to listen to it. I just thought I'm not going to give a shit about how it doesn't sound like Dusk or one of those earlier things. But yeah. um, I just enjoyed it for what it was and liked it. Cool. Some moments that were a bit, you know, still a bit naff, but... The song Gilded Cunt. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we always... I've always had trouble taking that album seriously based on that song and the title, I guess. I did actually start it after Gilded oh, Cunt. Oh, good call. On the third song, which is something, mm. whatever. So, yeah, I'd encourage from song three onwards. Right. Consider yeah. it Dune. Yeah, just just for something different. more, And it was more backgroundy stuff, but... um. Yeah, it wasn't offensive, and there were a few moments where I just like certain riffs and certain sections, so grabbed my ear, and I was like, "Oh yeah, cool." Grabbed my droopy little <laughs> boiling, stinking, oily, wrinkly little four, <laughs> and little was right because I don't have one. But oh. bloody hell, yeah. All right. What the fuck are these dogs barking at? Eh? Oh, not good. You know, a bloke came in my house the other day after I cleaned that up. He was going into the roof to look at some fucking termite damage or something. Mm, okay. Cruises in, right? And he just like carries this ladder in, walks into my lounge room and just does this one. Ash is looking pondering. Just Lee. looking, big smile. Yeah. And just looking. At all the shit up, in your Hands house. on hips, just nodding. Enjoying and it. smiling, enjoying and looking on the wall. Like he looked at the guitars the just the public facing ones and then all the gig posters similar mm. to this but framed and he's like ah. so you like your metal do you uh. didn't put three and three together that every poster was a claim of throne poster oh, okay so thank god i didn't have to have that conversation i was like yeah the mm. missus is a music teacher didn't really answer the question yeah. at all he's like yeah great oh yeah i'm still into my skating oh can you hold this ladder for me? And <laughs> got his fucking got up the stairs, up the stairs. Mm. Did he take note of how to um break into my house yeah. and steal everything I had? <laughs> yes, I think he did. <laughs> yeah, it's just a simple pulling off of the tiles and mm. after I've removed them. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Apparently we have to get our fucking roof replaced, eh? Really? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, from termites. No, it's from uh delinification of the wood, which is the natural glue of the wood, oh, aka right. the sap that I see. Dirty, dirty little sticky viscose mm. fucking cummy shit that holds the wood together is uh starting to starting to better to rot away <laughs> so um i think it's only a small portion but he's like this could last another 15 years but the bits that need replacing if we're going to do that we may as well do the whole roof yeah so do you have to get out of the house for a period of time not sure not sure so it'll probably never happen because no one will want to pay for that. Mm. So pretty interesting. Yeah. Um. Anyway, the fucking eight-minute tangent about roofs and sweaty little balls over. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um. What about the Elderflower release that came out? Any comments on that? I think that that I should actually look into some stats. No, nah, same as same okay. as me. Like mirrored, basically. Um, with a Facebook page now. Yeah, yeah. I think she's looking more into market, not marketing it, but just like getting the word out there. Shit, that reminds me. Oh, a bit of um, supposed to. I vote on the old um. Oh yeah. Whoops. The 
I think both have had some plays on RTR. Oh yeah, yeah, they have. And critical um, mass, it's good. Yeah, I think that was it. But um, yeah, yeah, I think she's looking more into just the idea of getting it out there again, not to not for any like money making scheme, but you do all this and you just want people who might like it to listen to it. Yeah, it's the least you can do. Yeah, so that's. I mean, I'll probably look into doing that now that this busy fucking I guess month of utter annihilation has is over. The liver can go back to normal. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'll probably start looking at doing some shit. Catch up with my friend Glennon and this after oh tomorrow afternoon for mm. help him out with his supply of oxygen. <sighs> random. Thing. Yeah, hell random. His life. He's driving him around this afternoon, I think, as well. Is he? Pretty sure. You know, and I don't want to start a whole nother podge basically, but I'm getting sick of going to work, eh? Oh, it sucks, yeah. We'll save that for next episode. Yeah, we will. Because I've got some ideas. Cool. Hmm. That's something I don't have anymore. Ideas? I've just sort of given up on everything. <laughs> well, judging by the way you look at the moment, surprise anything goes on in that little droopy <laughs> brain of yours. <laughs> I've just been drinking so much fucking alcohol as well. Jim's been over, Ray's been over, oh. things have been going on. It's just been fucking ruthless. Yeah, the day before that fucking first day of nine foot recording, Jim's at my house sleeping on the fucking floor. Mm. And yeah, we had a few beers in the afternoon with Roy, comes over, also arrives. And then just as I'm winding up for bed, he cracks a bottle of tequila and we drink it in an hour. And I'm like, what, like, what is the purpose of this yet? I just, without fucking questioning it, just had every shot he gave me. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, at a certain point, I do wonder if I should become a vegetarian. We should talk about it on a podcast for the okay. next hour. Not really. I'm lying. That's <laughs> shout out to the previous episode where we basically strung ourselves up by the noose. Well, I can't wait to talk about all the meat that I eat in America. And then oh, yeah. after that, how I've become vegetarian again. <laughs> yeah, man. One of those things. Probably going out for dinner tonight, eh? Up at really? Trig, I think, yeah. Trig. We got a voucher that we got in September what last place? year. Ah, oh, shit. Good question. Trig is my crib. Fuck. I don't even know. But we got a miss. Uh, it's one of those places at the surf club. We got a voucher for there. Yeah. There's the, um, the canteen takeaway place. And then there's that one in. Uh, it's yeah. like a nice restaurant. Is it Jaunty's or some shit? Like Jaunty Roads owns it or something? <sighs> You're listening to the Jaunty Roads podcast. I don't yeah. know. Good right arm on him. But yeah. Sounds good. So that'll be fucking nice, man. Yeah. Um, guess you have to drive there which means not getting completely obliterated yeah, which is always good this last time because we also had a voucher for a south perth mm. the little place the dra- droopy little saggy place next to the steamboat in south perth yeah that we've gidged on before you know right on the jetty there there's that restaurant the um whatever it is yeah whatever so we had a few men's street jetty that's the one so yeah had a full meal went there for lunch full meal cocktails and everything just to use up the voucher mm. and thought oh probably pushing it to drive so went for a little walk yeah cruised up to king's park took a polaroid which became the fucking mm-hmm. elderflower Spun thing out. so yeah probably do that it's gonna be pretty sick actually yeah can't wait to get food because i'm on a fucking strict budget at the moment yeah mm. anyway yeah i'm kind of keen to not eat any food from anywhere outside of this house for the next few weeks because yeah. I've been out to dinner a lot with various variety of cunts. Yeah, you think about it, put in perspective, you and the wife, 30 bucks each, 
so sixty dollars, or let's call it an even fifty, to leave this house, mm. fifty bucks. You do that two times a week. Yeah, we got in this bad habit of getting Ubers everywhere now as well. Yeah, just like sick of having that conversation of who wants to drink tonight. We just both smash a bottle of wine before <laughs> even leaving the house, book an Uber. <laughs> If you can rail that in before you go to the States, you'll have an extra 1500 bucks to blow on, I don't know, trying to root some of the fucking chicks playing shuffleboard on the boat. <laughs> Those 80-year-old things. Those drooping, titted, wrinkly... Vegemite s- flat. out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Yeah.